you know how the story originally broke? The Packers podcaster named Big B. Shout out, Big oh, B. Jamal Williams is inside the 30, out in front, a Green Bay touchdown. Jamal Williams is the GOAT, the GOAT. That's all you need to know. Let's keep it under 25 minutes, all right? We might be too young to have a spotted cow, but we are both diehard Packers fans. Hello and welcome back into the Underage Packers podcast. This is episode 140. It's 147. We appreciate you tuning in to this episode here today. Today we will be looking into the Packers week 10 matchup against the Pittsburgh Steelers coming off a thrilling win last weekend against the Los Angeles Rams 20 to 3. They shut down Brett Ripon, and now Brett Ripon has lost his job. The Packers were going on a streak, quite frankly, where they were keeping people's jobs alive. Uh, you know, Desmond Ritter was able to survive one more week because he had a really good game against the Packers early on in the season. Uh, there's a few other coaches that probably would have been fired if they didn't beat the Packers. But now this time, Joe Barry cooked, and he shut down Brett Ripon, and now the Rams have Carson Wentz. Um so things are looking better in Packerland. So there's at least that. Uh, anyways, so I'm Joey. We appreciate you tuning in, like I said. And joining me, as always, to preview with this Packers-Steelers game is my buddy, Big B. How are we doing, my friend? This is the first week that I have had, not had depression in like a, like a month. So, you know, yeehaw. Pack, yeehaw. Packers saved, my, saved my, my week. So that's fun. You never fail to show off just how much uh the packers dictate your life and oh yeah you know, they do i can't blame you for it uh yeah. one bit so yeah, they can they completely control my life like seriously they do <laughs> completely at least, control it. at least you admit that there is that that is good oh um, yeah it's a, it's a big problem but i love it <laughs> it is unhealthy but it's also an amazing time it only like the thing about that is too like when we win the Super Bowl one day, when the Packers win the Super Bowl one day, it's going to feel all the more rewarding as if you played a part in it. Um, and I mean, you are a team owner, so there is that too. So Packers come into this game against Pittsburgh through, um, as three-point underdogs, surprisingly. Uh, Pittsburgh, they are the Packers' inverse record. They are 5-3. and three. But as we are going to find out as we explore the stats later in this video, numbers don't lie. The Steelers, like, I, I'm, I'm really mystified on how they are a 5-3 and three team, okay? They have not won a single game by more than one possession. Uh, they are averaging 16.6 points per game, and they have a negative 30-point differential. I'm, I'm confused on how that happened. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so clearly, either the Packers are going to blow them out, or it's going to be a very close game. Yeah, I mean, they, they have just been finding ways to do it. They had a gritty win against Tennessee last weekend. Um, they beat a, a solid Browns team. They beat the Baltimore Ravens, um, who are one of the top teams in the AFC, too. Um, so, you know, those those division matchups can always be toss-ups. But there is that. They have beat both the Browns and the Ravens, um, the Big Ten of the NFL, or at least... At least the Steelers have always been a very big tennis team, and they are yeah. like very much like the Iowa Hawkeyes of the season of just terrible offenses to watch, painful offenses to watch. You, you want to scoop your eyes out after watching 
these offenses. Um, and it's a miracle every way they find a way to stumble into the end zone. And also, too, I feel like the Steelers are beginning to embrace this Iowa comparison because uh, the jerseys were already pretty similar to Iowa's. And now this week, for some reason, they are doing like a special thing with their numbers where they are like block numbers. And those of you who are like nerds about uniforms know exactly what I'm talking about. So <laughs> they are going to look even more like Iowa this weekend. Um, so there's that uh, apt Jersey comparison for the Packers. So let's, let's talk a little bit more about this performance against the Rams. Uh, you know, it's nothing that is going to completely turn the Packers season around. However, it does feel like it was <laughs> as much as a low stakes season. This is, you know, I, I mean, there are some people that where their job is on the line, but, uh, you know, there's not many must-win games because the Packers are not expected to contend for the playoffs. But I do feel like this game against the Rams was uh, almost a must-win game. You lose that game against the Rams without Matthew Stafford, and there are some serious conversations going around about whether or not Matt LaFleur should be fired at the end of the season along with Ryan Gudikins. Um And... and you know, those conversations might still come up, but you go through this skid of loss against the Raiders, loss against the Broncos, looking miserable against Minnesota. Like that's that's not that's not acceptable, uh, especially, you know, we go into this stretch here. Now, the Steelers are not, you know, the toughest opponent, as we talked about a little bit. Um, but after that, I mean, this month. These last few weeks of November heading into December, it's a rough stretch. So next weekend, they will have the Chargers. Will Big B will be in town for that one. Then they go to Detroit on Thanksgiving before hosting um, the Kansas City Taylor Swifts on December 3rd. Uh, so it would have been rough. I mean, we could have been looking at If they didn't win that game against the Rams, we could have been looking at Raiders one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Very well could have been an eight-game losing streak in Green Bay. Um, so, uh, you know, like I said, I feel like that game against Rams was as close as most win two can get. You've had plenty of gimmies throughout the season, um, not only because you faced bad teams like the Broncos and the Raiders, but also because in those games they were, like, handing – the win to you on a silver platter, but you refuse to take it. So um, the sky would have been dark over 1265 if they did not come away with that win. Um, but anyways, you know, it's it's nothing to necessarily celebrate, get all too excited about, um, you know, Packers hopes for anything this season are still rather bleak. However, we did finally start to see some growth from this team, uh, not only from their past performances, but also just throughout the game, they made adjustments and they got better as the game went on, which has just been, uh, you know, and I guess, you know, that has been in the case in the games past where they suddenly just turn it on in the fourth quarter. Um, but you could see like, even in this game, I mean, they scored the first, uh, they scored a touchdown in the first half for the first time in forever. So anyways, like, you know, they've had their struggles in the first half, but in this game, like it, it wasn't like it was 
all of a sudden turned on on the second half. They slowly, by the end of the second quarter, were starting to find a rhythm. Aaron Jones scooted one in uh, in the second quarter. So that was um, a good reason to have optimism. And then just a lot of these young players we finally started to see flashes from, started to see uh, guys like Carrington Valentine, Lucas Van Ness, uh, the two defensive ends, Carl Brooks and Colby Wooden, have really good games. Was really impressed with the both of them. Um, not only just, uh, I, I would say Brooks specifically with not only his power at the line, but also his intelligence, his patience as a rookie uh, was something that you typically don't see out of players as young as him. Uh, so I was very happy with their performances. As far as Jordan Love goes, uh, I mean, I thought he had a solid day. Nothing that makes you uh, say for certain he is the guy, but uh, same way vice versa. There's no um, indicting evidence on him either from this Rams game. So that's my thoughts. Uh, Big B, what did you think watching this game? Yeah, well, um, Joe Barry has um, had his little masterclass looking game. Uh, Jordan yep. Love, future Hall of Famer. Um, Colby Wooden is my new favorite Packer now that Russell Douglas is gone. Just, just throw okay. that out there. That's that's big news. I, I, that's, that's not something you just throw that, out. That there. is big news. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anthony Johnson Jr. played great. Karen Valentine yes. played great. Pretty much every rookie from this past draft class played amazing. Isaiah McDuffie balled out. That you know that man. Isaiah McDuffie. That man. He has he is like an underdog. He is the underdog story. Like, <laughs> he man looks is like, like an underdog. Yes, he got that beautiful bald head, like just coming out of nowhere, you know. Like <laughs> props to Isaiah McDuffie, man. Props to that man. Um, Sean Ryan also balled out, like just a lot of great performances. Sean Ryan should be starting, by the way. I I want John Runyon yes. to go off the bench, put Sean Ryan in there, see how he he does for at least this week and uh, Kumbaya, you know. Yeah, uh, a lot of things to dissect there. Um, for I, I guess I'll go backwards, Hunter. For Sean Ryan, uh, yeah, I really liked his performance as well. It was unfortunate, you know. It was just one drive. I'm guessing the Packers had like they wanted to discipline John Runyon for being offsides on a fourth and one, but then they look back at it and it's like, oh shoot, that's not even that's that doesn't make sense. That's not John's fault. The rest are just being dumb and calling rules that don't exist. Um, but yeah, and, and, and the one drive that for, uh, played. Elton Jenkins also at the like, final drive of the game or something. Yes, I yeah, I believe you're correct there, and you know. Very limited playing sample, but he looked good in that limited playing sample for Sean Ryan. We've heard a like lot a about him. Wall out there, baby. Oh, let's go. <laughs> ah, okay. I mean, with his hair, it would be hard not to be. Yes. Um, and then also Isaiah McDuffie. Yeah, I mean, he definitely is the ultimate underdog. He is a sixth round, sixth seventh round draft pick out of Boston College. Haven't seen much from him out of his uh, what this is his third year now. Um. I mean, we had the nickname, the duffel bag for him at one point. Um, Still nickname, by the way. Oh, I don't know okay. what you're talking about. That thing never left. Oh, <laughs> oh he was okay. me. Uh, yeah, it will, it will catch on eventually, I'm sure. But yes. yeah, definitely the underdogs of underdogs. And with Quay, uh, who has that groin injury still, uh, McDuffie might be getting some more chances this week. And I'm so glad that we are dealing with him as our 
linebacker three instead of the likes of Ty Summers and some other really bad inside linebackers and yeah. Packers. Antonio Morrison, Jake oh. Ryan. Well, I mean, we can't bring up the name what? Antonio Morrison without talking about like the ultimate like um, a move by Brian Goodikins to trade. I don't even remember. It might have been no. I was going to say to Marius Randall, but he was traded to the Seahawks. Whoever it was that was traded in that trade to for Antonio Morrison uh, with the Colts, um, like the trade happened in the preseason, yeah. and then the defensive back we traded to the Colts didn't even make the roster, but Antonio Morrison started for us all year. He wasn't great. Was he wasn't good. Was it? Was it Gunter? It was. It was Ladarius Gunter. That's what I thought. Yeah. So. Ultimate move there. That might have still been under Ted Thompson. I believe it was. Uh, but good move there. Actually, yes. okay, we'll move on from Antonio Morrison. I want to <laughs> up another... We can only talk about Antonio Morrison so much in the year of our Lord 2023. Um, yes. to... Only other thing to comment on that you brought up. Uh, was it Brooks or one of that you said he was your favorite player? Colby. Okay. Colby, Colby wouldn't. Yeah. Um, inter- interesting that he's your favorite player. Is it just because you met him at training camp? Um, no, he's just really funny, man. He he is hysterical. Oh, okay. I love that, man. He's just so funny. And if you're very funny, I automatically love you. Like, that's just how <laughs> it works. I, I even told yes. him that at training camp this year. Like, I, I, I told him I loved him. I seriously did. And he just started laughing. So, you know, we're, we're best buddies. We're, we're great friends. Oh. That is amazing. I cannot imagine like you. I mean, like going up to Kobe Wooden, like a, a man as big as him, and telling him that you love him. That yes. that is amazing to learn. But yes. I love him too. And also, other than him on the defense line, it was like a very good day for the the front seven up there. TJ Sladen is starting to come on, which I am a big fan of. Uh, he had one play uh, against the Rams where it was like. A screenplay, he started on the line, and then he chased down uh, the wide receiver all the way to the other side and played at least a little bit in the tackle. So I like TJ Slayton. I like he he has my stamp of approval in uh, his uh, uh, third year now. Good for him. Um, Other things from this game we learned, like you mentioned, Big B, Joe Barry, master class, Joe Barry legacy game. The Packers now have a top 10 defense as far as, as far as yards go, it's deceiving because like every team has beat the Packers in the first two quarters. And then it's just in run clock mode for the rest of the game. So those numbers are deceiving. Um, Joe Barry's defense is still underperforming. Don't let, I know we like, we opened up the show basically by saying stats don't lie. The Steelers are bad, but um, stats are lying here. The eye test will tell you that Joe Barry's defense is underperforming. Yes, but you but you know Joe Barry is going to be the defensive coordinator next year. So oh yeah, you know, I'm fully aware. Easily, I, easily. Uh, yeah, I expect no different. Yes, I'm so ready for that discourse. This <laughs> it's gonna be great. Oh yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> All right, on to the Pittsburgh Steelers for this game against Packers. Um, the, the Steelers are a very similar team to the Packers. I think, um, a defense that is expected to kind of carry this team, but has been underperforming in some aspects. 
I mean, they are, let's see here, they are 28th or no, 31st in yards allowed per game. And then their offense looks like one you'd expect when they have a second year quarterback. Um, and George Pickens and Najee Harris, where the question mark is still out on them. And then other than that, really just do not have many other offensive weapons. Uh, the the offense for Pittsburgh is 31st or 28th in yards per game. And like I mentioned, averaging 16.6 point differential of 30. So it's unbelievable. Some other aspects in which the Steelers are similar to the Green Bay Packers is the fact that they both are just suck in the first three quarters of football. Um, the Packers are 32nd um, in first half points per game. Steelers are 28th. And then in the second half, the Packers are first with 15.5. And then Steelers are middle of the pack uh, in I second can't. half points per game. Uh, and then uh, Kenny Pickett is also like Jordan Love, where he just needs three quarters to turn it on. His pass rating in the first three quarters is 75. And then in quarter four, it jumps to 108. Let's go. It's just, it's so funny. Uh, a reporter asked Mike Tomlin about this uh, earlier in the week, and Mike kind of just brushed it off, not in a mean or dismissive way, but he was like, shoot, he's doing pretty good in that fourth quarter, I would say. <laughs> um, which he certainly is, but not ideal to have your quarterback playing bad in the first three quarters, quarters and then just like suddenly turn it on. Maybe it's just like, I don't, I don't know how that I don't know how that happens. I guess just a personality thing where you need to be under pressure. Yeah. I don't know. I mean if you're I mean, winning, I, I guess it's fine, but if you're losing, yeah. it's not a problem. Yeah, exactly. And that's the problem for the Packers. They doing yeah. too little too late in the fourth quarter. But Kenny Pickett uh is turning on and has led them to five wins. So good good for him. Uh, other things on the Steelers' offense, George Pickens, their wide receiver, who many Packers fans wanted uh, to draft uh, a year or two ago. Uh, he has been getting a little upset with the situation in Pittsburgh, um, saying some things on social media. Um, in the past two games, he has caught two and one uh, receptions, respectively. So I can definitely see why he's flustered, especially when, like, the other star receiver for the Steelers is Deontay Johnson. Like that suits stealing his targets, really. Um, but he is definitely still somebody to watch to be a possible problem in this game. I mean, um, that man, that man helped me lose like four games in fantasy this year. So not very happy <laughs> with him. But oh, okay. You're saying he didn't do enough for your team. <laughs> Every time I start the man, he scores like four points. I'm like, come on. <laughs> like, really? <sighs> I, I think your flight is more with Kenny Pickett and uh, Mike Tomlin, to be honest, and yeah. Matt Canada. Yeah. We are fully getting a like a, a matchup between two of the worst coordinators in football, Joe Barry versus Matt Canada. Tune in, folks. Yeah. Oh, God. I can't wait. This is going to be like some of the worst football ever on shown. You know, uh, I said last week that that game was an absolute brutal game to watch, and I can't believe I'm watching this game. Yeah. 
the Steelers game might pass that. Seriously, <laughs> this is going to be a yeah. bad football game. Some bad offensive uh, football is going to be played. Yeah, but, I can't think of no. many worse matchups, to yeah. be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, other things on the Steelers' offense coming off a win against Tennessee, obviously twenty to sixteen. Um, you know their second year running back Jalen Warren. He's a undrafted free agent, the second year in the league. Last week, he really turned it on against Tennessee, 88 yards rushing, and then some contributions in the receiving game as well. So definitely somebody to keep an eye out on for as he's progressing in his career. I learned that, though, uh, Big B, any other thoughts on this Steelers team? Maybe some thoughts on their defense, which certainly does have quite a bit of playmakers. Um. Yeah. I mean, they got four uh, Wisconsin Badgers on on that defense. Mm. So I mean, it's got to be pretty good. I would I would assume because Wisconsin pushes out some great defensive talent. You know. So yeah. Anyway, that's it. Sure. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, what is that supposed to mean? Badgers don't have a great uh, defense. nothing. No. History? Come on, no. Um, no, best, I'm, one of I'm, the best I'm defenses. Good. And like the last like 25 years have come out of Wisconsin. Uh, I don't yeah. even know if that's true or not, but I'm going to say it. <laughs> just, <laughs> just like making stuff up, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I don't need to hear about what was his name? Generic, generic guy down there that we wanted to hire or some fans wanted to hire as defense coordinator. Uh, Jim Leonard. What a guy. Jim Leonard, of course, the Mike, yeah. uh, Mike Pettin dis- disciple. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, went to Illinois. I think I think he's coaching at Illinois now. I, th- I believe you're right in that. Yeah, but yeah. What is what Glad is with okay. what is with like Wisconsin coaches going to Illinois to coach Illinois teams? Is that a thing? Like, what is that? Like, oh, really? okay. Come on now, really? I, I'm, I see you know, what you're saying I'm, now. I'm 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 tired. I'm tired of this. You know, <laughs> I hate Craig Council. That man. You know, Craig Council. I hate him so much. He's he's a he is a traitor. I hope <laughs> I hope he doesn't win a game this year. I hope the Cubs nothing but the worst amount of luck. I hope that stadium burns to the ground this year. Oh. At some point, I don't care. I hope I hope I hope Craig Council gets like food poisoning before every game. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I I want that to me. Okay, I want to go. I want to go to the Brewers Cubs first game at um, Miller Park. It's not called Miller Park anymore. That's a long story. Anyway, but Miller Park, I want to boo the shit out of that man. Um, that that was interesting <sighs> about Craig Council. I didn't know he meant that much to you. Um, yes. you don't do that. That's just something you I mean, don't do. You know. I think we have Luke Getzey to blame for starting this trend. Freaking Luke gets you, man. <laughs> this you know? okay. This is this is off the rails. Are you are you gonna have get no into a rant about Luke? I have no thoughts. On, no, I have no thoughts on Luke Getzi. You know, I I I like him a little bit. You know, but you know he hasn't done anything personal to me yet. You know, like he hasn't no. helped the Bears beat you know the Packers. So yeah, yes. he's cool. He's cool. Yeah, it, Justin Fields he, hasn't done anything, so it's cool cool yeah exactly yeah it would be a bigger deal if he suddenly like got out a lot more of justin fields yeah. um, moral of that okay. story is craig council is a traitor and i hope i'm nothing but the worst with the chicago cubs i mean and what was it here's the chicago be... cubs i'm passing the vikings from my most hated franchise cheers wow anyway okay. continue 
Uh, I was going to ask more questions about that, but I don't want to uh, incite another like, 10 minute rant about All right, cool. baseball. So, <laughs> uh, okay. Back to this Packers Steelers game for this injury report here. Oh, we're talking we're about Packers. Seeing... Okay. Let's get back. Yes, on. we are back, back to the Green Bay Packers, baby. Right. Um, can't believe this all started because I brought up Jim Leonard here. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Jair Alexander back on the injury report now with a shoulder injury that he suffered after just coming off a back injury. It's unfortunate too, because after a last, a rough stretch the last couple of weeks, he finally got things going against Pittsburgh, but he's now back on that injury report. Matt was asked this past week, if he has any long-term concerns about Jair's health. And he said, I don't know. So take that for what you will. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's not the same shoulder here last year. So, that, I mean, that's got to be a okay. Plus. Or two years Maybe. ago. Was it two years ago? Yeah. Last year, two years ago. No, it, it was, uh, no, it was two years ago. Yeah. Cause that was, okay. that was the whole reason they brought uh, Russell Douglas and he, um, that is true. We, and actually, it's crazy that you bring that up. It was, uh, it was against the Steelers early in the season where he whiffed on a tackle on Najee Harris uh, and yep. ended up tumbling and like breaking his shoulder into the ground. Um, so, yeah. hopefully, there's not a repeat of that. <laughs> uh, but Jair is listed as doubtful along with Quay Walker dealing with that groin injury then with questionable uh, we got Kenny Clark, Rudy Ford Josh Myers are they questioning if he's good at football or does he have an injury uh, actually that's yeah. a dumb question they think he's playing the best football of his life Correct. Uh, also questionable we got with two more offensive linemen in Yash Nyman and John Runyon for the Steelers Minka Fitzpatrick is out. And the most devastating injury of all, Montrevious Adams, Haggers legend, man, is going to be missing this game. What I was is- so looking forward to the Montrevious Adams revenge game. I, I, I had this game circled on my calendar just to watch <laughs> Montrevious Adams play football. Oh, my God. <laughs> but Montrevious Adams still being in the league is like the funniest thing ever. And he's was, playing good football too. Yes. I'm like, like, what? He's like, it's not a mistake. Like, teams are not like trying to sign, like, I don't know, like Montravius Adams. Like, they are meaning to sign Montravius Adams because he is like, he did good with the Patriots after he was released from the Packers. Like, what? What is going on? He was like one of the Packers' worst third-round draft picks ever. Did nothing with him. I was so mad at Ted when he drafted him instead of a <laughs> running back early on. But now he's like, he's just like a lunch pail guy for yeah. the Steelers. But he is out for this game. So no Montrevious Adams revenge game. Oh, well. Tragic. Hey, Channon Sullivan yeah. plays on the Steelers too. So it's, that's kind oh, of Oh, shoot. Yeah, and Sullivan, man. We are no. just this is this is a, a random Packers episode for the ages. I love this. That's yes. what gets me Many going. This is good. Yeah, I mean, this is this is the whole reason we do this to get like random mentions yeah. of these Packers. I, I love it. I miss Shannon Sullivan. He did good with the Vikings. Yes. Um okay, moving on now. Um on to our biggest key, our biggest concern, and our who is going off player of the week. First off, my biggest key is winning the turnover battle. Um, Steelers, you know, with how many close victories they have, uh, you know, turnovers are obviously going to play a 
big factor in some close games. There are five and one in games where they win the turnover battle. Uh, currently have a plus eight turnover margin. And last week they intercepted Will Levis. So limiting those turnovers would be ideal. Don't turn the ball over, please. Okay, it's as simple as that. Big B, what is your biggest concern? I see that it's kind of like as simple as mine too. Yeah, um, score more points than um, the Steelers in the first half, and I'm 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 pretty pretty positive we're going to win this game because both of these teams are atrocious in the first half, like we mentioned. Um, <laughs> yep. So if we don't score more points than the Steelers in the first half, not feeling good about our chances, and plus it would be nice to score points in the uh, first half for like two weeks in a row. That'd be fantastic yeah, in my opinion. Hopefully that's not too much to ask for. But it will be, but who cares? <laughs> yeah. Uh <laughs> let's let's be on the flip side of these games where like it's pretty much over by the end of the first half. Like let's let's be on the yes. flip side of one of those. Just yes. one time please. Please. On to our biggest concerns. For me this week it is the secondary not because I'm worried of like the weapons in the Pittsburgh Steelers offense, but because I'm worried of the injuries in there, we're looking at Carrington Valentine and Corey Valentine, the two Allentines, possibly being our stu- two starting quarters this week. Like we mentioned, Jair, doubtful, and uh, capital D on that, doubtful. Uh, Nixon was nursing an injury. He had an injury that he suffered last week against Rams, but he has been fine this week. So he will be playing, but he has also been inconsistent in the slot. So I'm a little bit worried about that secondary, how they will hold up now. Um, Tigby, I mean, it's almost like it hurts you when you trade away uh, a very good corner. Uh, yeah. Tigby, what is your crazy, concern? Crazy how things happen like that. Eh? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. What do you got for uh, your concern this week? <sighs> anyway, um, Wisconsin <laughs> Badger legend, TJ Watt. That man is single-handedly winning games for the Steelers. Like, he is on another planet this year. I am scared because this offensive <laughs> line is still not, still not very good, you know. And T.J. Watt is a, yep. is a very, very, very good um, football player. And, you know, Wisconsin Badgers legend. So, you know, he, one of the best in the business already to begin with. So, stop T.J. Watt yep. and hopefully, hopefully we'll win. Hopefully – you know, he he doesn't yes. kill Jordan Love in this game, so yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm I'm more than a little bit worried about um, T.J. Watt going up against uh, Josh Nyman, possibly Rasheed Walker. A little bit, a little bit concerned about yeah. that, but we'll see. But yeah, oh, he does I'm currently have Zach Tom. Without good Zach Tom's been this year, I'm still scared. You know, that's how good yeah. T.J. Watt is. Yeah, I mean. Watt does he has nine and a half sacks on the year. So there is that dominant as ever. And then finally, our guys who are going off for me this week, I got Dontavian Wicks looked really nice against the Rams. It just feels like in every game we've seen him, he just gets we I want to see more of him in every single game. And hopefully this week that that finally happens. And hopefully him and Jordan are able to connect on a few. Big B, who do you got for going off this weekend? I got Devontae Wyatt. He has had a very, very, very quietly good year this year. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's been he's been very good up the middle. He's been he's been a bright spot on that defensive line. Kenny, I think Kenny Clark is dealing with an injury, so I don't know how much he will play this week, or if he'll be on a snap count yeah. or anything. But you know, 
Let's get Devontae Wyatt going. Let's get him a few sacks. Let's get him. Let's get him. Let's get him a few TFLs. Let's get him an interception. Hell, let's go full BJ Raji and get him <laughs> an interception. <laughs> to the house. Being a somebody who covers Mizzou football, I do have a little bit of trauma from defensive tackles from Georgia intercepting footballs. <laughs> I gotta say. Um, so yeah, but I, I would be happy for Devontae Wyatt uh interception. Oh, yeah. He has i believe like the fourth highest pressure rate among or defensive tackles uh somewhere in the top four which is impressive so he's been having a quietly good season and the way that hunter bradley was allegedly quietly having a good camp uh there's a packers twitter reference for some ogs out there Uh (laughs) um so yeah hopefully we see a good game from Devontae wyatt and somewhat of a, a coming out game for him let's go all right, that's where we're going to end things off for this weekend's episode of the Underage Packers podcast. We greatly appreciate you tuning in. Make sure you tune in after and next week for our thoughts on the Steelers game. And hopefully Green Bay will move on to four and five to uh, keep hopes at a Super Bowl alive. The The train is back on, baby. Just just hop back oh, yeah. on, all right? We're so um, We're so <laughs> We'll talk to you next week. Go Pack, though.